timeout when there's gaps in coverage every team needs a player they can count on to help aflac supplemental insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't when you're sick or injured bills can rack up fast aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like rent or groceries get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover Visit aflac.com to learn more. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Thanks for listening to the best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go. It is a Thursday live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. We're on iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. We're on FS1. That's why you're looking at me. One hour from now, our NFL meet sandwich, breaking down all the playoff games. Greg Cosell, fantasy football, bet football, want to get smarter at football. Greg Cosell, one hour from now. J-Mac is joining me. Went and saw David Spade last night. Kyle Dunnigan before him as well. Uh, a couple, two, three different comics. All very, very, very funny. Spade's the best. Spade's the nicest guy. Absolutely great. Went backstage to see him. See him about once a year. So much fun. You were invited. You stiff arm me. Yeah. You did, went jogging with buddies or something. Jogging. Whatever Goodness you did. Gracious. So, some uh, soccer to uh, oh, play, against, play against the young guys. We crushed them. The yeah. old guys. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Good workout. I crushed a bourbon and a Chick-fil-A on the way home. That's okay. what I crushed in Next comedy. time I will take you up on that. 100%. Right. My okay. wife got on my case about not going with you. She's like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Trying to get hurt? And I was yeah. like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen to your wife and me. <laughs> Let's start with this. <clears throat> in my life, a lot of different times in my life, I've moved cross-country for jobs. I've been very fortunate. And, you know, you get out the yellow notepad, the pros, the cons. The two things I always try to avoid, <clears throat> crazy people and drama. I think I'm a talented guy. I work hard. I've got a formula. I think I have habits that, tend to work successful habits, right? Um, But you can't overcome crazy and you can't overcome constant drama. So I always try to avoid both. So now Sean Payton's name, he's going to get one of these jobs, right? I mean, we'd love to have him stay at Fox. He's been one of my favorite guests of all time, but the guy's super smart and super talented. So there's a story today, the Arizona Cardinals get permission to speak to Sean Payton. Yeah, pass. Houston Texans get permission to talk to Sean Payton. Hard pass. Uh, Russell Wilson and Broncos uh, get permission to talk to Sean Payton. Probably a pass unless they offer him $28 million a year, and that's possible. Let me talk about this, though. When you're talented, Sean Payton's talented. Got a lot of options. And everybody thinks when you put down that yellow pad, 
pros, cons, you're looking for the pros. You're not really. There's a reason they have so many books out there called The Five Successful Habits of Successful People, The Five Great Traits, The Five Great Formulas of successive, Successful People. They've got all those books out there, right? Successful people. It's not just brain power. It's habits. It's formulas. There are formulas that make you successful. Sean's going to be successful. But what could derail him is crazy and drama. That's what smart people worry about. You can't overcome crazy. Crazy billionaire owner. Dramatic quarterback. So you look at these teams. Arizona. You got nothing but drama with Kyler Murray. The owner, he's fine. Michael Bidwell, he's fine. I think he's fine. Don't know who your GM is. But your star receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, is reportedly leaving. Is he tired of the drama? Kyler Murray is nonstop drama. Does the owner like the quarterback? There's drama. Out. Houston Texans. They just fired another coach after a year. The owner's crazy. Can't take that job. Yeah, you don't have a quarterback, but you could find one. Yeah, the GM's not your GM, but you could muscle your way to your own GM. But you got drama in Arizona, and you got crazy with the Houston Texans. Denver, you don't know what you have in the owners, and frankly, you don't know what you have with Russell Wilson. Right now in Denver, I'm not sure you have crazy or drama, but there are some things there I'm not sure you can solve. The GM now has no power. They've taken that away from him. The two jobs that seem so obvious to me, one, the New Orleans Saints. There's no drama and there's no crazy. He loves the owner. He loves the GM. He loves the roster. They just don't have a quarterback. Again, Garoppolo, Carr, Brady, draft him. It's not impossible to get a quarterback. It's hard. Ask the Denver Broncos post-Elway. Ask the Dolphins post-Marino. But it's not impossible. I mean, the Packers went from Favre to Aaron Rodgers. The Colts went from Peyton Manning to Luck. You can do it. They bounced around with a bunch of guys that aren't the guy. Just go find the guy, whoever it is. Pay him. I mean, good God, Pete Carroll got Geno Smith to have the highest completion rating in the NFL. They're in the playoffs. And the division, super weak with Brady leaving. Winnable division if you get the right quarterback. Hell, you could miss on the quarterback, and still, Sean Payton smart enough, he'd get you in, get you in the playoffs. And the other one, to me, it's so obvious, is the Rams. The owner aggressive the gm aggressive if mcveigh leaves matt stafford is southern matt stafford's a texan drew Brees got a uh, uh, sean payton got a house in texas sean always feels like to me he loves la and should be noted he loves la and would coach here but he's got ties to the south and new orleans and texas stafford's a no bs guy bottom line guy family football guy no bs so when you when you have when you go to a bookstore or you go to Amazon and you see these books, the five successful or five habits of successful people, the five traits of successful people, the five formulas of successful people, Sean Payton's got all that stuff. He can't overcome crazy, Houston out. He can't overcome drama, Arizona out. Those are out. I'm not sure Denver's got crazier drama, but there's just question marks everywhere in the organization. There's not with the Rams, and there's really not with the Saints. You may have one issue to solve. Rams, get that O-line fixed. Saints, find a quarterback. Sean Payton's pretty good at finding quarterbacks. All right. 
So I don't really understand why, but many of you do not like Derek Carr. Well, there's a story today. The Raiders now have begun the process of taking calls and looking at the board to trade Derek Carr. So Derek Carr has a no trade clause. He will get, like Russell Wilson had in Seattle, he gets a no vote. I'm not going there. So people are speculating that the Jets are a very, very good fit, but they fired their offensive coordinator yesterday. I did not think that was a great move. I think another team in that division is literally a perfect place for Derek Carr, and that is Miami. So the Jets, a defensive head coach that has to win next year, he's gone. They just fired their offensive coordinator, meaning all those young Jet players in their second year have to learn a new offense. The Jets' ownership, always shaky, and the roster is the third-best offensive roster in the division. It's not close to Miami or Buffalo. But the Miami Dolphins is literally perfect. You get the left tackle. He's great for protection. The two fastest wide receivers arguably in the league. A top tight end in Mike Gesicki. You have a coach in Mike McDaniels. Let's be honest. It's the Niners system. Tua was leading in Pro Bowl votes with it. Brock Purdy is rolling in this thing. Brock Purdy and Tua in this system are Pro Bowlers. Pro Bowl-level quarterback. What do you think Derek Carr sees? Derek Carr's like, Tua? Brock Purdy? What's Derek Carr going to do with this? So I know everybody's fallen in love with the fit, but the game changer here is it's Derek Carr's call. It's his call. And because of that, the Raiders won't get as much in return as they want. Denver didn't, right? Right? Like Seattle got, got some stuff, but a lot of people felt Seattle, you know, franchise quarterbacks, what do they get? Ask yourself this. If Derek Carr says, I want to go to Miami, and he tells the Raiders, that's my place, and that's where I would go. Miami maybe doesn't have to give up as much. We'll see how that works out. Never quite sure about how that works out. But I know this, for all the people, some of these quarterbacks, not many, have no trade clauses. Very few. It's remarkable. Some guys take the money. Some guys will say, less money, I want power. Derek Carr got the no trade clause, and um, that's going to be good for him. And I think Miami's perfect. Good God, Brock Purdy and Tua and Jimmy Garoppolo have sliced up this offense. I mean, let's not forget how good Tua was in September and October. I mean, brand new system. First game, first week. He was dropping dimes all over the field. So it's not a difficult system, apparently, to consume and regurgitate. I mean, Tua figured it out in one week. Brock Purdy was great first half. So this is not a system. It's quarterback elevating, but not quarterback centric. It makes the quarterback comfortable. So did not love the Jets firing their OC. Didn't love that. Didn't love that. That's not very attractive. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm like, oh boy. Giving this guy one, one quick year, a year and a half, how many years that guy get? Two years? Moving on? 
You're blaming him for Zach Wilson? I don't know. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm watching Zach Wilson. I'm thinking, you're blaming the offensive coordinator for Zach Wilson? Maybe that's a GM owner fault. Maybe it's not the coordinator's fault. Coordinator can only do so much with what he's got. I don't know what it'll look like to me. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. So the Arizona Cardinals plan to now trade DeAndre Hopkins. So the GM fired out, head coach fired out, star receiver leaving. If I was Michael Bidwell, this is probably, he's the owner, what I would do. Figure out somebody that can get along with Kyler Murray. I think it's what I do. We talked about this yesterday. It's not ideal, but it's what I do. Um, there are certain things you have to do in certain industries. In college football, college basketball, if you want to be a top 15 program, coaching is important. So is being a salesman. Yeah. Got to suck up to 17 and 18-year-olds. Kind of gross. Pander, placate, over the top, total love, overlook flaws, immaturity. You have to be a salesman. I know, you didn't want to be. Nick Saban's like a great coach. But what really makes him a great coach is he's a great salesman. Really? That's it? Sometimes Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, going door to door. Want to buy this? Want to buy that? Michigan football, come on in. The bad news about the NFL, becoming so quarterback-centric, you can't hit them, they make $50 million, they gobble up your cap space, even B-level quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, got to pay them big money. Rules all help the quarterback now. You are beholden, and this is not something you ever want to be in any business, you're beholden to one employee. Even Belichick Brady, it's a 70-30 split. Brady's more important. But for the safety of the league and the viability of the sport long-term, they don't want you hitting the quarterback. And every year, there's seemingly another rule or regulation to limit how much a quarterback can get touched. Forget hit, just touched. Now, the good news is the five or six top quarterbacks in this league are adults and they're committed uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Herbert, Josh Allen, they are great employees. They are all in in the season, all in in the offseason. They're great in the community. They're great in the room. They are awesome. You are beholden to them. Lots of people get fired if they leave. Yeah, Josh Allen leaves. Sean McDermott doesn't survive very long. Joe Burrow leaves, gets hurt. Zach Taylor doesn't survive very long. You are beholden to one employee. That's generally not a great business structure. And what happens, though, is also some of the great quarterbacks, two specifically, Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. Yes, it's the same. A lot of ego, a lot of drama, kind of committed. Kyler Murray's on those video games, reportedly. He's not all in during the week. Aaron Rodgers, ayahuasca, rehab trips. He's not available in the offseason. I know you don't think it's the same. It is. Too much drama, not enough commitment, a lot of ego, sort of needy. I mean, Devontae Adams left Green Bay. Why? He just didn't know if Aaron's going to stick around. Sort of a loss. Did you watch him this year? Kind of missed him. By the way, DeAndre Hopkins wants out. Larry Fitzgerald retired. Aaron and Kyler, 
Maybe different players. It's a lot of the same stuff. So this Tennessee, by the way, great coach, great defense, great run game, irrelevant. Don't have a quarterback. Jacksonville has all sorts of issues. Got the quarterback. (laughs) Got the quarterback. So the downside to this league, which is on fire. I got some data a couple of days ago on the ratings and the metrics for the NFL. Like the NFL, you can't even compare it now to any other sport in America. It is so much more popular. We watch it. We bet it. We talk about it. Fantasy sports. It's not even close. It's like there's the NFL. Then let's compartmentalize the other sports against each other. But uh, this is the downside, is that overwhelmingly the young quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, they're great. I mean, they're literally, if you have to depend on one guy, it's becoming a little bit like international soccer, Europe's biggest sport, right? International soccer, where the goal score, the Rooney, the Messi, the Ronaldo, you're beholden to them. I mean, the coach is basically at the discretion, the disposal of the whims of that game, that tournament the whims of the superstar if the superstar doesn't like the coach i have to get a new coach and that's where we are arizona gm gone coach gone star receiver gone but in certain industries there's certain things you got to do and in college sports gotta be a salesman and in the nfl gotta take care of your star quarterback the planet's got like 10 of them maybe five Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The NFLPA players said, we're going to vote and have our own Pro Bowl team. No media, just dudes that play football. And I got to be honest with you, they aced it. The players aced it. This would be my team, every single player. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. 
Josh Jacobs, I would choose him over Derrick Henry would be my running back. Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback. Jefferson and Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Trent Williams, the Cleveland Browns left guard, Joe Batonio, uh, uh, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, Lane Johnson. That is my Pro Bowl team. Now, there's some pushback on Devontae Adams over Tyreek Hill. You can't just do it on stats or I could vote for it. You got to have context. So think about the disadvantages Devontae Adams had to overcome. His star tight end was hurt half the season, Darren Waller. His star slot receiver, Hunter Renfro, missed seven games, I think. That meant more double coverage, more double coverage on Devontae Adams. Also, Mike McDaniel's system with Tyreek Hill, it makes Brock Purdy and Tua look like Hall of Famers. It works for everybody. It makes stars out of sixth or seventh round pick Jennings for the Niners, that wide receiver. Wasn't he like a sixth round pick? It makes everybody a star. Josh McDaniel's offense that Devontae Adams is in, it's only ever worked with one guy, Tom Brady. That's it. So context, Devontae Adams didn't have a slot receiver, didn't have a star receiver. Had a coach who's an offensive coach, but Mike McDaniel's system is Kyle Shanahan's system. Average quarterbacks flourish. Good receivers look like great receivers. Let's go to the defense. I think, once again, the players nailed it. Nick Bosa, he's going to be the defensive player of the year. Miles Garrett, I think he's the best, biggest, strongest pass rusher in football outside of Nick Bosa. Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, Dexter Lawrence is just a great nose. Warner and Roquan Smith are tackle machines. Warner's speed sideline to sideline is insane. Patrick Sertain, Darius Slay, Minka, Derwin James is literally the best athlete, offense or defense, on the Chargers. Now you can say, well, what about what about Micah Parsons? Hmm, let's go, um, let's go look post-Thanksgiving. Both Bosa and Miles Garrett are significantly bigger and stronger than Micah. 275 pounds is what Miles Garrett is. Bosa, Garrett were much better post-Thanksgiving. Why? Because Micah's smaller, wears down. The season now they've added a game. Micah's spectacular, but his post-Thanksgiving numbers, he's a little smaller athlete dealing with those 325-pound left tackles and right tackles Micah was not as good at the end of the year. So first of all, he's not supplanting Bosa. Bosa's the defensive player of the year. Unblockable. Uh, Miles Garrett, I think he missed a game, but Miles Garrett's 275 pounds and again is in a division with Pittsburgh felt like a playoff team. Baltimore is a playoff team. Cincinnati is a playoff team. But the problem is Micah's on the Cowboys and they get all this free publicity. And Miles Garrett was on the Browns and we stopped talking about him after about a week four. So nobody paid attention. But if you told me today I get Micah Parsons or I get Miles Garrett, I'm taking Miles Garrett. If you tell me it's Bosa or Micah, I'm taking Bosa. And, and by the way, I would argue TJ Watt would be my next choice. And then Micah. And so you, you can just make this all about stats. But then I could vote on it. Players know the truth. They know when you take the speed out of Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams runs better routes makes far more contested catches when he gets hard to double, 
Hard to double Tyreek Hill. Got Jalen Waddle over there. Very hard to double. You can double Devontae Adams for half the games this year. Waller's out, Renfro's out. And I like Josh McDaniels. Well, let's be honest. Wasn't Devontae critical of the offense earlier in the year saying, just because somebody's on me, you still got to throw the ball to me? So it's it, when you, I would take Devontae Adams absolutely over Tyreek Hill. Tyreek's got better stats. But that San Francisco and Miami offense is looking, it's making two and Purdy look like Joe Montana here. So you got to add context to this thing. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greg Cosell, 43 years, NFL Films. I got on my soapbox there. I'm sorry. I'll, let me get off my soapbox for a second. Okay. All right, so you're not looking for a Skylar Thompson, Anthony Brown, uh, <laughs> AFC Championship game, are you? No, I'm not. No? <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk, let's talk Seahawks Niners. Um, yeah. Geno Smith, Niners pass rush. What does the film say he's going to see? It's interesting you mentioned that because I think that's one element of this game that really needs to be discussed. Obviously, everybody's been talking about Purdy and their offense, and they should. But Geno Smith is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL on third down. Now, not all of that is his fault, obviously, but I think that's one area of this game to really focus on. There will be third and long situations. There are every game and every week. And this is where the Seahawks offense, I think, struggles on third and long. And their left tackle, Charles Cross, the rookie, he's actually regressed as this year has gone on. Ah. That's what the tape tells you. Ah. And he struggled in one-on-one pass protection. And we know what the Niners bring, both as individuals, you're looking at, at Nick Bosa, but also they're schematically strong with some of the things they do up front. Multiple looks, they use Fred Warner as a fifth rusher quite a bit, and it's very difficult to really get them all blocked cleanly. And I think that's one area of this game to really focus on. Okay, what makes the Niners and Shanahan's offense, uh, this feels like kind of the best version of it. Like, it's always been substantial. Yeah. What makes it so hard to defend, Greg? Yeah, that that could probably be a three-hour seminar in college <laughs> class. To, uh, so just, just a few things. Number one, I think they take base run plays that everybody has and they get to them in different ways through the use of personnel, formation, and motion. They are really good with motion. How they get to basic blocks differently at times than other teams. Number two, now that Debo's back, they essentially have five players when they're in 21 personnel, meaning two backs with use check on the field. They essentially have five eligible receivers, Colin, who can line up anywhere in your formation. They're multiple with their location uh, alignments, you know, and that makes it really difficult for a defense. And it gives your quarterback much more information before the snap of the ball. Uh. Now, one point about this matchup in particular, Jonathan Abram has been the strong safety for the uh, Seahawks the last number of weeks. I assume it will still be him, although Ryan Neal played most of the season. With Abram there, 
he's basically a glorified linebacker. He is a box player. He's not really a back-end safety. So that, in some ways, makes the Seahawks' defense a little more predictable. Yeah. All right, let's go. One question on the Chargers-Jacksonville. They played earlier, um, and I'm sure you've looked at some film of that. I tend to. My my takeaway is if Mike Williams is healthy, I'm going to take Jacksonville's young. I think the Chargers have um, more older, experienced players. I like the Chargers this weekend. You go back to their first meeting. What does the film say? Is there something you like? And that was week three. And and to me, that game, not that they won't look at it, but that was a long time ago. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time this week studying the Chargers pass offense. And you know as well as I do that there's a lot of people who think this pass offense does not, you know, play to what they see Justin Herbert being, you know, a big, strong-armed guy. But I'll tell you what, I watched their tape. I might what must have watched 200 dropbacks this week. And I think they do a lot of good things conceptually with their pass game versus zone coverage, attacking man coverage. Uh, Sometimes I feel as if people penalize Justin Herbert for getting completions. You know, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with throwing a seven-yard completion on first and ten. That's not a bad thing. We used to praise Tom Brady for that for years and years. And then all of a sudden it's second and three. Now, Herbert is a big, strong, imposing physical specimen with a big arm who can obviously push the ball down the field. But you also need to protect to do that. Their O-line has not been really good this year due to injury, and I don't believe Slater will be back this week. He may be back if they win the following week, the left tackle. Um, So I think this is a pass offense, quite frankly. I think it's a good pass offense, and I'm very curious to see them against a Jaguars secondary that I think is beatable. Okay. All right, let's pivot to Giants-Minnesota. Um, yep. They played – okay, so what did you notice? Week 16. Dan- yeah, yeah. So you tell me, what did you know? What did Daniel Jones do, the offense do? What did you see on film? Yeah, that was a fascinating game. That was the only game this year that was a close game in which Brian Dable let Daniel Jones turn it loose. He had about 45 dropbacks in that game, and that was the most he's had. Normally, they do not play that way. And the the other interesting element to that game was that the Vikings played far more man coverage than had been their M.O. all season. And Jones played really well in that game. You know, he missed a couple of things. That's okay. All quarterbacks do at times. But the Giants had a really quick timing and a rhythm pass game. They included RPO concepts. Jones got the ball out. He was really, really efficient in that game, Colin. And I'll be very curious, since it's indoors, no weather factor, if Brian Dable, you know, in a sense, turns him loose again. Because that's what he did the first time against a Vikings pass defense that has had struggles all season long. Now, how did the Giants' defensive front and defense overall match up with Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins in the offense? Yeah, I, this was a fascinating thing with what the Giants did defensively. You have Wink Martindale, and Wink Martindale can be very game-specific, but two things you pretty much know is you're going to get pressure and you're going to get man coverage. Now, what he did in that game, and think about this, no other team really does this. He played 22 snaps with seven defensive backs. Wow. Think about that. So you're only no team plays like that. That's what he did against the Vikings. Now, I'm sure he did that because of concerns about their receivers. There were times that they 
had Jefferson bracketed. Jefferson actually on a 17-yard touchdown with three minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. The Giants, in a sense, play what we call two-man coverage, and they actually had Jefferson, a player underneath him, and a safety over the top of him. But they they were very aware of Jefferson, but playing with seven defensive backs like that – Again, I don't know if he'll do the same thing, but he will also pressure your quarterback. Kirk Cousins will feel some pressure in this game. Okay, uh, Burrow and the Bengals, I think, beat the Ravens, who could be on a third quarterback. But the Ravens have given Burrow more trouble than almost any team. So why? That's a great question because, you know, I watched them this week from last week's game because they just played, uh, as you aptly pointed out in your lead-in. you know, the Ravens are not a man coverage team. Martindale is gone. It's a different D coordinator. They do not play a lot of man coverage. Um, they don't blitz a lot. You know, we think of them as a blitzing team. The last couple of weeks, and I think this is very dependent, Colin, on Marcus Peters, whether he is up this week, but the last couple of weeks, they've essentially been playing what we call big nickel. Kyle Hamilton, the rookie from Notre Dame, has essentially been their slot corner, and they've played – Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey, as their boundary corner. So he gets a number of matchups with Jamar Chase, and Chase is the boundary X receiver for the uh, Bengals. But they play a lot of of zone coverage. At times, they'd rush three and drop eight. And there were times Burrow just did not feel comfortable turning it loose, trying to find those windows, and he would check it down so he didn't throw for a lot of yards. But the one thing about Burrow, we see it every week. When he feels like it's one-on-one outside the numbers, Colin, he will turn it loose. He is a very aggressive thrower of the football when he sees one-on-one outside the numbers with Jamar Chase or uh, T. Higgins, who I, I, I guess um, is fighting an illness I saw, but he'll play. So, But that's Burrow's game, and you can see it here. And, and this is the touchdown to Chase, and this is against uh, Worley, who was started opposite Humphrey last week, so I don't know if Worley's going to go. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet 5 and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code heard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. All right, let's go Cowboys Bucks. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think sometimes, because the Cowboys are such a relevant franchise, we confuse individual great players with great units. I think there's yep. I think Dallas's secondary is got a couple of players I like. I don't I don't know if it's I don't think it's a great secondary. Can Brady exploit it? Well, they've got issues at the left corner position right now. Um, because for the most part, for the most part, uh, Diggs plays right corner. Now, he's matched up a few times this year to certain receivers. Uh, he's matched up to Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. He's matched up to A.J. Brown when they played the Eagles. So we don't know if he'll match up to Evans or not. Uh, but for the most part, he plays right corner. So their left corner position, they're trying to figure that out. They played Nashawn Wright and they played Trayvon Mullen last week. Not, not the same number of snaps, but they both played a lot of snaps. And that is a very vulnerable position for them right now. So I'm not sure what they'll do in this game. But when you watch the Bucks offense, it's really a Brady-based offense. They don't run the ball very well. Their pass concepts are not that sophisticated. They rely on Brady to throw to the right receiver, a lot of one-on-ones. Um, if, if that's successful, then they can score points and they can win. Uh, if it's not... Their offense, as we've seen, sometimes sort of stalls. Mm -hmm. So Dak's interceptions have gone up. I think there's a data. Yeah. There's a data point when he throws under 35 times. I get a Dak I like. He's a complimentary player. When he throws over 35, the numbers bear it out. You're putting too much on his plate. He's not a leader in that space. He's more complimentary. Um, or is it deeper than that? Is just is that just a convenient data point? Is are you seeing that he's um, he's regressed or he's struggling? Well, I think last week was his worst game in a long time, and I think because it was the last game of the season heading into the playoffs, now there's a sense he's not playing well, and he certainly didn't last week. He didn't play with any sense of timing and anticipation. He had too much head movement. When you watch a quarterback drop back, Colin, if you see his head moving a lot, that means he's not seeing anything. And so what happens is when you're not seeing anything, you start to play fast because you know you don't have a lot of time. So you just end up playing fast. And he didn't really get a clear picture. And when you're also – your head's moving a lot, what that really means is, is your, your vision is not expansive. It's condensed. And when your vision is condensed, you also tend to play fast. And that's what he did last week. Now, you and I both know we've spoken to people. We know Dak. You hear great things about him. My guess is that won't happen two weeks in a row. Yeah. But he's had moments this year where he's not played as well as we sort of come to expect yeah. Dak Prescott to play. Okay, one game I feel safest about the outcome. I think uh. Buffalo's going to hammer Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. But I've said this throughout the course of the year. 
The offensive line outside of center for Buffalo doesn't wow me. They sometimes no. become very Josh Allen centric. They bail on yep. the run game too quickly. That's just my inter. That's what I see. That's what my- I've watched every one of their games or most of their games very closely. Um, now, so some of this maybe right. Okay, that okay. That's what my eyes see. So yeah. has it gotten better? Where are they going into this weekend with their offense, their symmetry, their commitment to the run? What does the film say? I think they want to run the ball with a little more volume and certainly get production, but they still, in moments when they feel that, hey, we've got to move the ball, they turn it into Josh because he's Josh Allen. Um, But you're right about their O-line. You could make the argument easily from a talent perspective. Overall, it's probably an average O-line by NFL standards. And even at receiver, um, They have Stephon Diggs, clearly a top five guy in the league. But after that, they have not really had the consistency that they've hoped for from other receivers. Gabe Davis has not given them quite what I think a lot of people expected, certainly in the fantasy world. Um, So it's not a team that has a great offense, despite the fact, again, they score close to 30 points a game. Do you know they're the only team in the NFL that has a third down conversion rate above 50%? So they're doing this without high, high level talent on offense, other than the quarterback who can make truly special plays. Now, this is one of those games where I do think Josh has to be a little careful because when you're an underdog, how do teams compete? They get turnovers. They get, they force the offense into negative plays. That's what Buffalo has to stay away from in this game. Yeah, give me your play of the week. It's Josh uh-huh. Allen doing something he yeah. does. Yeah, th- you'll like this one, Colin. I mean, we can go right to it because it, it just kind of speaks for itself. So this was the touchdown he threw against New England last week, which was to Diggs, about a 50-yard touchdown. And, you know, you just see it now. It just looks like a play. But you've got to see so much more than that. Uh, not, not many people are making this throw. Allen is in the gun here in an empty set. So what does he see right now? Both safeties are a little bit low. So he's not really sure of the coverage right now. He's going to have McKenzie from the field run an over route. And then he's going to have Diggs outside of McKenzie run an out and go. So now he has to wait and see what the coverage becomes. You'll see Diggs going a little short motion. So what does the coverage now define itself as? The coverage defines itself as cover three. So you see the post safety and the two outside corners. They're responsible for deep thirds. Now, remember, Diggs is running an out and go, and he's going to get on top of the corner. Now, this ball is thrown from the far hash, Colin, and it's 60 yards from where he threw it to where he catches it, but it's across the field. So this is about a 70-yard throw, and you can (laughs) see from this angle, due to pressure, he cannot even step into this throw. So he throws this ball flat-footed from the far hash, and this ball travels about <laughs> 70 yards in the air. And he threw that ball like you and I were having a catch, and we were five yards apart in the backyard. There was literally no effort to throwing that ball. And those are the kinds of plays that Josh Allen can make. Yeah, that, that was a rush to Twitter and say, OMG, uh, kind of play. It was right. a, a remarkable play. Uh, Greg Cosell, as always, money. Thank you so much. NFL Films. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. New England. Bill Belichick met with Robert Kraft. I'm reading Tom Curran this morning, very good reporter, NBC in New England. Um, it, it happened. There was no impasse. 
basically Kraft understands there's changes that needed to be made. Bill knows there's changes that needed to be made. But uh, post-Thanksgiving, the Patriots were 2-5. and five. Um, Kraft, according to the story, did not have to persuade anybody. And as the story says, until 4-15 this weekend, the Patriots were a potential playoff team. What I think is fascinating about what happened to the Patriots, how can a football to me is fascinating in that how can a brilliant football mind like Belichick have such a blind spot with offense? And I've got kind of belief, a belief with it. So they, we have a decade now of proof. They have not drafted a Pro Bowl skill player since Gronk, I believe it is. You could look it up, but I, I think that's the drought. Wide receivers, multiple misses. Nikhil Harry over A.J. Brown. They took Nikhil Harry in the first round. He can't separate. They took Sony Michelle in the first round over his teammate Nick Chubb. Chubb's unbelievable. Uh, they have just they drafted two tight ends in the third round in 2020. Neither can play. One's on a scout team. One's a backup. So they just don't do it well. We have, you know, my theory is this, and I've, I've used this comp before. Uh, in sports, nothing is more fluid than football. Every year, half the playoff teams don't make it. Guys get injured, runs get cut short. In baseball, just look at the salaries. You know who's making the playoffs and vying for it. And you know who's not. Look in the NBA. You knew the Celtics were going to be good this year. You knew if the Bucs are healthy. I watched them last night. You know they're going to be good. You know the Warriors will be good. The Clippers will be good at the end of the year. Like you know some things. College football, we know who's going to be good. Tennis, golf, you know who's going to be good. Football's different. Half the playoff teams don't make it. And so Belichick has, for over a decade, he essentially gave the offense to Brady and Josh McDaniels. Now, he was never great in terms of sensibility with the offense, but he left it for a decade. He kind of gave it to Josh and Tom. And then Josh and Tom left. And it's almost like tech. If you took 10 years off from tech, if you worked at a post office and left for 10 years and came back, nothing really changes, right? Uh, 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 You know, but if you're in tech and you leave for five years, the world's different. In football, you leave Joe Gibbs left for a decade. I mean, Joe Gibbs is a top five coach, six coach of all time. Remember that first year back, it felt clunky. He was a little out of touch. And so I think Belichick kind of surrendered offense to Brady and Josh McDaniels and built the best defense in the league and the best special teams and the best operation in the league. Offense was in the other part of the building, mostly. He let our guys run it. And he's a little out of touch because no league changes more. In the NFL, look at the rule changes offensively in the last decade. Look how the game is different. The middle of the field now, because the rule changes, is all offense. 15 years ago, the defense owned the middle of the field. Now the offense does. People use tight ends differently, H-backs differently, running backs differently. Uh, It's just a different sport offensively. And Belichick removed himself from it, so he's a brilliant guy. But it shows you that in football, nobody can do everything. Everybody's got a blind spot. Absolutely every great coach ever in football, maybe not in basketball and baseball, maybe baseball managers, the great ones, no pitching, no hitting, no. Maybe they, Buck Showalter knows everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Shashevsky knows everything. But in football, they've all got a blind spot. There's just too much to know, too many layers. You have a hard cap. The game is changing culturally. The quarterback now means more. It's, it's a lot. And for Belichick, smartest football coach arguably ever, he's got, he's got a blind spot. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I've been telling you about Tacova's boots for a long, long time. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for my listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of 100 bucks at tacovas.com. Just use the code HERD at checkout. All you got to do, H-E-R-D. That's H-E-R-D at tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.